Hi, I'm Maggie Hackett. And I'm Mary Frances Calandri. And you're listening to Between, Between the, the Bookends, Book which is a weekly podcast series about two young writers and their experiences. Um, this week's topic is setting. And setting is most basically defined as time, place, and space within a novel. Mm-hmm. So um, since those are the most basic elements, um, we're going to kind of break them down. So I guess we'll start with time. So um, time and place are very interrelated, <laughs> as me and my friend were talking about earlier. Um, so, like, it, for example, in Mary Fran's book, which she's currently writing, Dreams, um, Dreams it takes place, um, well, place and time, see that's why it's confusing, but um, it all works out, um, takes place um, time during, um, <laughs> starts off in the 70s, right? Yes. And then it jumps to 2006? 16. 16, okay. 2016. So this year. So um, those are two completely different time periods, um, yet it um, it shows uh, the course of time over you know, her book. So time basically represents a culture, as we've talked about earlier, and obviously um, 70s was a very definitive culture, um, pretty groundbreaking in its time. And um, yeah. 2016 is a very different culture um, today. So um, between time and place, it um, shows a huge difference in culture and um, just everything that goes along with the, the, the time period. and. Um, the elements of the society during the time. And what I think is so, and also kind of relating time to place, my story takes place um, all in Los Angeles. And you're talking Los Angeles in 1976 initially. So setting a book in Los Angeles in 1976 is a lot different than setting a book in New York City in 1976. The culture's just, it's East and West Coast culture are different. I mean, mm -hmm. it may be the same year, but obviously the hangouts are going to be different and the whole atmosphere is going to be different. So that's why place in a novel within time is so important. Mm -hmm. um, I've spent, I know I've spent a lot of my time uh, researching um, places that would have been popular in the 1970s in LA. Um, a, a place that plays a huge role in the book is the Troubadour Bar, which is still around to this day. But the Troubadour Bar in 1976 was a haven for big uh, musicians who were just about to get their big break. So, like, that's where Elton John played his first American gig. That's where Linda Ronstadt started and the Eagles started and um, Carole King and James Taylor. I mean, these were all the big musicians, really, singer-songwriter musicians, broke out was at this Troubadour Bar. So this Troubadour Bar was, like, it in L.A. That was the club you wanted to play at. But now, obviously, it's a different club. The Troubadour is more a historical landmark now than it is a club where you go hear live music. So, and that's going to be actually something that's mentioned in the book because it shows it. There's a show, there's a whole element of the book where you have to gradually morph in time. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what's kind of relevant about this story is that we have to um, include those types of elements. Um, choosing where to set your book is also really important. I mean, for your character's sake, I think. Mm -hmm. Like, 
this whole book actually would not dreams would not exist without the time period honestly because i was inspired by the time period to create this story what i um i'm kind of blabbering on and on one of the things i find very interesting particularly in the romance genre so kind of going off topic a bit is that oftentimes they tell you not to uh, put identify time identifying marks in your book because it makes your book seem dated. Really? Like for example, if I um, I know in one of the books, uh, one of my favorite romance novels called Perfect, they mention uh, Patrick Swayze being a major actor, and uh, Harrison Ford. I think they talked about several different actors that were really big at the time, and the book was written in 1993. Okay, I love that element. I love being able to pinpoint when a book was written and knowing and feeling like you're immersed in the culture. Like I, I love that. It makes it to feel. Yeah. But a lot of but the rule of thumb is that you do not do that, and I don't That's understand it. Hmm. I don't like the rule. I always make sure that I include elements of culture within my book. Yeah, I mean, how else are like readers supposed to know like societal norms at the time or like? even something as simple as like the fashions of the time or you know the atmosphere well they feel that if it's a contemporary novel you shouldn't i don't know mm. that way it keeps it current all the time but no matter what you're not always going to be current all the exactly, time exactly like yeah. i'm gonna know if i'm reading an 80s romance novel that if they're <laughs> calling them each other on landlines that it wasn't written in 2008 exactly. or 2016 and they don't have iphones i'm, I'm gonna know that you know it's it's like there's always going to be the technology, the music, the names even. I mean, that's exactly it too. Um, so, I mean, I think that's just like a different, that's just, it's just an element that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I love, that's one of the things I'm really loving about writing dreams is I love immersing myself in culture. Like Maggie and I, just before we got on this podcast, we were looking at a playlist I have on Spotify Spotify for my book. And another element of setting for me is immersing myself, you know, as Maggie said, in pop culture. And I have to, when I'm writing a book, I like to have music or some type of music. And putting me in this music puts me in the time and place mm-hmm. a little bit. So I love having those identifying things. Definitely. Like, um, music sets a mood. <laughs> So that can help with your writing if that's something um, that helps you write is music. Um, I usually actually don't write with music, which is kind of an interesting thing about me. Because you love music. Yeah, I do love music. I listen to it doing everything else, just usually not like when I'm um, novel writing, which is weird, I guess. <laughs> and I always do, but um, I do feel like that's a huge element to setting. Um, and I know another thing going into setting is we were talking about places. Um, I've been kind of on this debate about using real places versus creating fake places. Mm. And I was originally told to create my own places as a writer, but then I've also been encouraged by other um, English professors and things to use real places. That way you're putting your characters in more of a real time frame. Yeah. Which I agree with. I think that's why, like, the troubadour in my book is so interesting. And today, um, no, you know what? It was earlier this last week. I was trying to find a current LA bar where you could hear like cool like indie music. So I looked up some stuff in LA and I found out there's this cl- club called the Echo, which is actually what I'm going to use in my book. And it's going to be this place where we see an, one of um, soon to be a supporting character and f- eventually a future main character uh, sing for the first time. So I think places and putting making places real to people is important 
I think it's really important to, and that way, like, if a person's from L.A. saying, oh my goodness, the Echo, I go there all the time, or something like that, it could be something for them to connect to within the story as well. Definitely. I think um, that's a really awesome thing to do. However, it's not the easiest thing to do. It's very difficult because you have to do a lot of um, research Mm -hmm. if you want to make something that's not, you know, uh, fictional. Um, If you want to incorporate... obviously something that actually exists you want it to kind of be as accurate as possible um for your reader's sake so you don't give them like a false perception but of course um if you are a fiction writer it's not going to be completely perfect just make sure that you know your readers know that (laughs) um because i think that is a good way to incorporate uh, a culture into a book is um adding some real life elements that actually happened like if a president died, that would be an important um, element that would affect your characters. Maggie's going off of that. I'm one of the things I'm doing my book because it's set from 1976 to 2016. So, and it's set in the music industry. So, some of the things I'm going to include are the deaths of famous musicians. One of the most prevalent events that's, that will happen in the book, two of the most prevalent events I should say, that are going to happen in the book are the death of Elvis Presley, which will happen very early in my book, actually pretty soon in what I'm writing, as well as the death of John Lennon. Mm-hmm. Because both of those musicians would have been huge influences on the characters in my book. Because you're talking about singers who are coming up in the 70s. And they would have grown up in the 50s and 60s with those artists. And those artists would have inspired them to be who they are. And I think those are huge historical events that are going to have an impact. Um, those types of social events. Um, I also think, Maggie was talking about, um, it's kind of branching off from that, social norms. Um, Mm -hmm. One of the biggest things I'm trying to get used to as writing the 70s is remembering that free love (laughs) and Mm -hmm. uh, sex and uh, drugs were pretty, pretty common. Mm -hmm. They were pretty well accepted in uh, Los Angeles. And I'm kind of having to try to make myself comfortable with that as I'm writing it and just remembering that some of the things that we, you know, think of today, like protected sex and... um, those types of things were not necessarily really relevant at the time because mm-hmm. we were we were a generation that was trying to that was trying to uh, accommodate the revelations from the sexual revolution and the drug revolution so i just think taking those things to account into account has been kind of tough for a person you know who grew up in the 2000s where you know this stuff that's not what we do you know, the drugs that people typically um, are ha- are having abuse ad- addictions with around us is more prescription drugs rather than, um, in my book, it's cocaine. And, um, yeah, sex is just a whole different topic with this book. I mean, I'm not going to, in my book, I won't go into graphic detail about it, but it's definitely just going to be a very topic that's very fluid. Mm. Oh, just went home with this person. And then the next night I went home with this person because that's the way it was. Yeah. It's creepy, and it freaks you out, because you're sitting there going, oh my gosh, STDs. Yeah. But <laughs> they weren't thinking that, and that's what it then, And then you're going to have um, another huge social event would be the uh, AIDS crisis, which is going to play a huge role in my book. Because um, L.A. was kind of where, L.A. and New York were where, were where AIDS kind of came knocking on their front door, because they hold the largest population of as bad as this is to generalize gay men because they're large cities and that's where the epidemics first came out 
obviously every there were, both genders were impacted but that was what was highlighted initially so kind of dealing with that's going to be very interesting to me I think because I and I love history so doing this research is actually a big pleasure for me yeah within this book about setting because setting is all of that it is also um I would say definitely a more difficult thing to write when you're um writing more touchy um subjects such as like racism during the time if you want to kind of um highlight that dynamic between characters that's not always the easiest thing to do um and um sexism obviously this stuff still goes on today but um it's it was a lot different during um previous time periods obviously depending on what time you're writing but um definitely culture and everything plays into that and every culture has experienced some form of these things i would say but you just have to figure out how to incorporate it. Another issue, another thing, because I know, Meg, you write about different genres, um, and this might impact you as well. I know that um, something I noticed in, like, historical romance novels is that the men were typically a lot older than the women, mm -hmm. and, you know, now we kind of freak out about that, like, oh my gosh, she's, like, double her age, and whatever, and yeah. they just rant and rave, and I'm sitting there, I, I sit there, and I think, whoa, take a chill pill. You gotta look at what year it was. First romance novel I ever read, the girl was 17, the guy was 34. He mm -hmm. was double her age. You gotta look at, it was 1799. <laughs> lot different. The well, bad thing about that, though, is, um, oh, well, the thing that people don't understand is what I should say, is that um, how, <laughs> like, the man was usually the one in those time periods to actually have access to an education. Mm -hmm. They were invested in, not the women, unfortunately, because right. that's how the time period was. Mm -hmm. They would, if a family had enough money to send one kid to school, they would send the guy because right. he had more chance of finding work and all of those things. <laughs> and they're also forgetting that women, um, women were often married. Mm, yeah. By the time they were 17 years old and they were having children very young. Mm -hmm. They're forgetting that, and they're forgetting that a lot of times men, and it was more accepted in, it, in a lot of ways, it still is, for a man to be a bachelor longer than, oh, for a woman to be a, um, to be single. Mm -hmm. So, honestly, it isn't that unusual to look at back then, and you would have seen, like, a man, a man in his mid-30s marrying a 17-year-old. I'm planning to write a pirate romance soon, and I'm, I'm toying with age currently. My age of the girl, I'm planning to be like 20, 20, maybe 23 at the oldest, because you kind of want her to be a spinster, but sad parts that's considered a spinster, <laughs> but hey, whatever. But the guy's going to be like 